0: k News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The latest growth figures show Hong Kong's economy shrank almost 5% in the third quarter. The financial secretary says the government will make developing financial technology a top priority. And the justice secretary pledges to improve educational opportunities to learn about the Chinese constitution. The Hong Kong economy shrank 4.5% year-on-year in the third quarter. That marked the third consecutive quarter of economic contraction, and the fall was much larger than the 1.3% between April and June, as weak external demand and disruptions to cross-border cargo flows hurt exports. The government said domestic demand has also been hit by higher interest rates. A senior economist at Natixis, Gary Ng, said the GDP figure was much worse than he expected.
1: That hong kong is facing a perfect storm of not only uh, the reopening progress has been quite lag even though there's some progress has been made but if you look at external environment interest rate has been much higher and global demand has been much weaker so i think um, the biggest change right now is that we actually see pressure from all fronts and there are a lot of things that the government may not be able to control but from the reopening part which is something that it can control is also quite slow
0: The financial secretary, Paul Chan, is expected to arrive back in Hong Kong from Saudi Arabia tomorrow, just ahead of the opening of the Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit. This was announced by the government after Mr Chan tested positive, tested negative for COVID in a rapid antigen test in Riyadh. Earlier in a video message played at the opening of the Hong Kong FinTech Week, the FS said this government would make developing financial technology here a top priority. He pledged to help enterprises gain access to the financial services they need, noting that the number of FinTech companies in the SAR had grown from around 185 years ago to more than 800 today.
2: That impressive growth has been powered by Hong Kong's open market, a rigorous regulatory regime, the rule of law, sophisticated infrastructure and the free flow of capital and information. No less important, we are boosting our financial infrastructure and thanks to our one country, two system principle, strengthening the connectivity with our country and the world at large.
0: The government says it's preparing a new licensing regime for virtual asset service providers and will look at letting retail investors trade in cryptocurrencies. In a policy statement, officials said Hong Kong was ready to invite global virtual asset exchanges to the city. They set out a number of proposals to develop the SAR into a digital token hub, including potentially allowing ETFs tracking virtual assets. Justice Secretary Paul Lam has pledged to uh, enhance educational opportunities for people to learn about the Chinese constitution so they'll abide by it and respect it. Mr. Lam told a forum this was a prerequisite for the thorough implementation of one country, two systems. All of Hong Kong's residents should have the awareness to respect and safeguard the nation's fundamental
1: system, which is stipulated in our constitution. I have said it on other
0: occasions. The key is to nurture their awareness so they not only know the system, but will be willing to follow the system. The observatory has issued strong wind signal number three as severe tropical storm Nelgi edges closer to Hong Kong, saying it will likely remain in force until noon tomorrow. Forecasters say they'll closely monitor the situation to see if there's any need to issue a higher signal. They also advised members of the public to stay away from the shoreline and not to engage in water sports. Choi Chun Wing is an acting senior scientific officer at the observatory.
2: Under the combined effect of Nagao and the northeast
0: monsoon, strong winds are expected to prevail generally over the territory tonight and tomorrow morning, with occasional gales on high ground. The strong wind signal number three will remain in force at least noon tomorrow. Seas are rough with swell. Members of the public are advised to stay away from shoreline and not to engage in water sports. And more on what to expect from the weather. Strong northerly winds, occasionally gale force. Uh, We can expect temperatures of around 25 degrees Celsius at first tomorrow and then there will be showers and the temperature will dip to about 19 degrees in the evening and it will still be windy on Thursday at first. We can expect swells then and occasional rain, but the showers will ease off in the following few days. Currently at the observatory, it's 26 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is 43%. Please be advised that the strong wind signal number three remains in effect, and the red fire danger warning is also still in effect. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Health officials reported 4,766 new COVID infections, including 446 imported ones. 12 more patients with coronavirus have died. Turning overseas, Russia has again targeted Ukraine's energy infrastructure in a wave of missile strikes across the country. Kiev's mayor Vitali Klitschko said four in five residents had no running water, although engineers were working to repair the damage. A Ukrainian member of parliament in Kiev, Ivana Klimpush tsinsadze said Ukraine will be relying on outside help if power cuts continue through the winter. We are very much counting on speedy solutions from our partners because additional air defense, additional anti-rocket defense and repair kits, repair equipment, that could be the answer for us to survive this winter. But also people are trying to ensure that they have multiple options. This is difficult, but this is not impossible. Investigators in South Korea are examining video footage from more than up 50 sources to understand how 154 Halloween revel- revelers were killed in a crush on Saturday evening. There's growing anger that police failed to control crowds that built up in the narrow alleys of the Itaewon Bar District. Here's the BBC's Jean McKenzie.
1: People in this city and this country are devastated. And they want to understand now who is responsible for the fact that so many young people needlessly lost their lives on Saturday night and who should be held accountable. They want to know why more police weren't sent to control what was such an enormous crowd. South Korea's interior minister has said that this wouldn't have made a difference. More police wouldn't have prevented Saturday night's tragedy. But many people here disagree.
0: Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva's victory in Brazil's elections has been welcomed by many world leaders who said they hoped his government would do more to protect the Amazon. The president-elect said his aim was zero deforestation after big increases in the destruction of the rainforest under his predecessor, Jair Bolsonaro. Lula won a narrow victory and promised to govern for all, not just those who voted for him. I'm
2: here to govern this country.
0: I'm here to govern the country from a very difficult situation. But I have faith that with the help of the people, we will find a way out for this country to return to being democratic, peaceful, for us to support parents, families, to build the world that Brazil needs. Mr Bolsonaro has yet to concede defeat in yesterday's elections. The Iranian authorities say 1,000 people have been charged in Tehran over anti-government protests that have lasted more than six weeks. The BBC's Sebastian Usher has more. There
1: have been waves of arrests across Iran of people involved in the protest triggered by the death of a young Kurdish woman, Masa Amini, in the custody of the Morality Police last month. Several are already facing the severest charges that could result in the death penalty. Now, the semi-official Tasnim News Agency has quoted the head of the judiciary in Tehran, saying that around 1,000 people have been indicted for rioting, which is how the authorities refer to the demonstrations. He said the trials would be held in public, presumably to act as a warning to others.
0: Consumer prices have continued to surge in the 19 countries using the euro. Inflation rose to a record 10.7% in October. The BBC's Victoria Craig has more.
1: Soaring energy prices are continuing to worsen an already red-hot inflation situation in the 19-country eurozone. Consumer prices surged 10.7 percent in October from a year ago. That far outpaced expectations for a 10.2 percent jump. It's all continuing to pile pressure on the European Central Bank, which says inflation remains, quote, far too high. Policymakers have raised rates by two percentage points in the past three months, and last week indicated further increases could come as early as december to try to get inflation down
0: sport and in cricket australia got their 2020 world cup defense back on track with a 42 run win over ireland at the gabba in brisbane ireland chasing australia's 179 for five were all out for 137 in the 19th over that put australia level on five points with australia with leaders new zealand who have a game in hand at the top of group one England, who play New Zealand tomorrow, are third, two points behind Australia, but with a superior net run rate. Ireland, also on three points, had a slim chance of reaching the semi-finals until they were blown away by the pace and in-swing of Mitchell Stark and then by the scoreboard pressure of their 180-run target. Meanwhile, Indian cricket cricketing superstar Virat Kohli says he's now paranoid about his privacy after a stranger appeared to have filmed inside his hotel room in Perth. Kohli took to social media to slam the actions of the intruder. The uninvited visitor also took video footage of the batsman's belongings at the Crown Perth as India prepared for the T20 World Cup in Australia earlier this month. The hotel says it's launched an investigation and a contractor has been stood down. To Formula One now, and Daniel Ricciardo, who lost his McLaren seat when his career slumped earlier this year, looks set to join Red Bull or Mercedes as a reserve driver next season. The Australian hinted at his brightening future prospects after storming to seventh with a reinvigorated performance in yesterday's Mexico Grand Prix. Chiara finished behind the top six, made up of both Red Bulls, both Mercedes and the two Ferraris. Tennis Now and the ATP, which runs the men's professional tennis circuit, says it's including the Davis Cup as part of its calendar from 2023. It says the Davis Cup finals and qualifier ties will become an official part of the 2023 ATP Tour calendar, taking place in weeks 5, 37 and 47. It says this will support players in planning their annual shadow, schedule when selected to play in their National Davis Cup team. In other news, the Philippine president, Ferdinand Marcos Jr., has been touring some of the areas affected by the vast tropical storm over the weekend. Nearly 100 people were killed and dozens were injured. Mr Marcos said preemptive evacuations had saved many lives but that there had been significant damage to infrastructure. New research has found that the extinction of Neanderthals may not have been due to fighting or disease, but the result of sex. The study suggests that interbreeding with early humans may have reduced the number of Neanderthals mating with each other, leading to their ultimate demise. The scientists argue that this would also explain how modern-day humans outside Africa have roughly 2% of Neanderthal DNA. How Neanderthals died out around 40,000 years ago remains one of the biggest mysteries in human evolution. Ukraine says 12 cargo ships carrying key grain exports have left its ports under the Black Sea Grain Initiative. Russia pulled out of the UN-brokered deal on Saturday after an attack on its Black Sea fleet. Cargo ships will resume their course along a humanitarian sea corridor between Ukraine and Turkey. But it's not known how Russian forces in the Black Sea will respond. Wheat prices have been increasing since Russia's withdrawal, threatening global food supplies. Police in Western India have detained nine people in connection with the collapse of a pedestrian bridge that killed at least 140 people. A private company had spent seven months renovating the suspension bridge in Morbi City in Gujarat State before reopening it last Wednesday. City officials said they had not issued any safety certificate following the repairs. A company spokesman said there were too many people in the midsection of the bridge and some had been trying to make its way. And back to our top story. The Hong Kong economy shrank 4.5% year on year in the third quarter. That marked the third consecutive quarter of economic contraction. The fall was also much larger than the 1.3% recorded between April and June, as weak external demand and disruptions to cross-border cargo flows hurt exports. The government said domestic demand has also been hit by higher interest rates. And the financial secretary, Paul Chan, is expected back in Hong Kong from Saudi Arabia tomorrow, just ahead of the opening of the Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit. This was announced by the government after Mr Chan tested negative for COVID in a rapid antigen test in Riyadh. Earlier in a video message played at the opening of Hong Kong Fintech Week, the financial secretary said the government would make developing financial technology here a top priority. And before we finish, it, look at our top stories. The latest growth figures show that Hong Kong's economy shrank almost 5% in the third quarter. The financial secretary says the government will make developing financial technology a top priority. And the Justice Secretary pledges to improve educational opportunities to learn about the Chinese constitution. The news from RTHK.
1: Indeed, thanks ever so much for tuning our way. Twilight time with me, Peter King, through to midnight. Forty-five minutes of easy-going music from a bygone era. And if you'd like a song tonight, just send an email to Radio Pete at Gmail. As usual, a very good mixture between now and midnight. The first being a song from Jackie Wilson. Together.
2: Someone to care Someone to share Someone to kiss, someone to
1: the shore